0: Got to uh, watching some Nat Geo this weekend, Zach. Nat Geo? Oh, what yeah. What does that mean? National Geographic. Uh, you a big
1: wow. fan? Big fan. <laughs> That's why I asked what it meant. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I knew what it meant. I'm not that dumb. Yeah, I was watching uh, Fire of Love. Ooh, that sounds like a uh, a reality TV show.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. definitely like, uh, what is it, Love Island or... Is it really? No. No, oh, no. Okay. I was <laughs> like, oh, Nat the, Geo's jumping Nat on that Geo, train. Nat Geo's really gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> They're putting on dating shows now. No, but this was about uh Katie or Katy and Maurice Kraft. They're two volcanologists that also were a couple. So Vulcan, it, volcano people? Yeah. So scientists? really into <laughs> Yep, really into volcanoes. A whole documentary on their exploration and chasing basically volcano, volcano explosions, uh, and their love too. I suppose it was hard to <laughs> hard to leave that out. They were pretty, uh, you know, interesting couple. Volcanic, some might say. <laughs> oh, stole that, stole that right from the show. But oh yeah yeah very it it was very good sounds wholesome yeah uh very interesting they had some really cool footage in there uh i don't know i really enjoyed enjoyed it he had a quote in the the maurice craft he had a quote that i thought was interesting about how he was talking about volcanoes but i thought it really applied to a lot of things that we talk about uh and it was the, the old scientists, the old heads or old beards, I think he called them, always try and classify everything and put it into a box. But in reality, each situ or in his case, each volcano was re- unique. And I think that if you can take that and apply it to a lot of things that you can't really just classify this or that and call, you know, oh, this is, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, most definitely.
1: And we talk about things like that all the time, yeah. especially with like GMOs and pesticides and things like that, looking at yeah.
0: things individually. And I for think sure. it's kind of uh, like almost like a pitfall that we fall into a lot, but it got me thinking at least. But so highly recommend you check out Fire Love Nat Geo. Anyways, welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Nick. I'm Zach, and we're coming at you, getting into another micro-sode tonight, not about volcanoes, even though that would be pretty cool. Um, I don't even know, I don't know <laughs> shit about
1: volcanoes. <laughs> <That one. laughs> yeah, I thought I'd maybe learn a little bit more through that documentary, but... Uh, maybe you do a series on volcanoes, and like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into it now, I guess.
0: <laughs> We just pivot from poison for profit to volcanoes, <laughs> just, yeah. just purely volcano talk. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, coming back to you tonight with another microsode. We're going to be talking about plastic pollution yet again. Uh, this one is coming from the CBC. Uh, it's the scientists Wait. are now. Oh, go ahead, Zach. That's Canada, is it? It is Canada. Okay. Recently, scientists have now came up with a new disease name. No, not what you're thinking, Zach. Not COVID-20, COVID-22, whatever. (laughs) We're looking at plasticosis, what they're going to be calling a severe liver and kidney scarring due to plastic ingestion. They're seeing this quite a lot in seabirds, actually. Liver and kidney scarring, you said? Yes. So, okay. yeah, it's leading to kidney disease and liver disease through this extensive uh, scar tissue. So what's going on, is, what they're finding is these birds are ingesting uh, the the bits of plastic that, you know, you find washed up on the beach that are litter, uh, blow, you know, blown off a truck, whatever, It might be they eat this plastic up and it goes into their gizzard. They have a gizzard just like a chicken does. Um, And what's happening is that gizzard is is grinding up that plastic and making it into what we all have uh, come to know as microplastic. And we all know the harmful effects of that. And what's actually happening is that plastic is then being basically transported throughout the entire body of the bird, causing terrible i mean um, at the very end of it is death but uh it's making the birds smaller they have smaller wings they're not as um, large as they normally should be they have more downy feathers uh, lower body mass like the the physical development then
1: of yes so is this like through generations or is this happening once they're born and they ingest this plastic
0: uh so this from this study that this is being done by a canadian obviously canadian marine biologist but she's based in australia so what she's doing is necropsies of uh these shorebirds they're called oh, flesh footed shearwaters waters. yep yeah shearwaters so they're doing necropsies so that's uh post death basically an autopsy of a bird yeah um so they're looking then at these birds that have ingested plastic and then they also have shearwaters waters that have either been like just hit by a car or died a natural death and comparing the two and the pictures are really quite shocking to see the difference between like just a bird that's healthy not ingested plastic and then you see the the chick that is so much smaller so much like he's very noticeable difference because of this ingestion of plastic. Looks like shriveled, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So they're um, eating up this plastic, and it's really all because this gizzard is completely grinding it up and it turns it into a dust. Uh, so then it can even enter into their bloodstream and just be redistributed throughout the entire body of the animal, leading to that kidney and liver damage. Uh, which then really allows for other diseases to get in and ultimately kill the bird so I don't know this I always feel like this kind of thing starts with you know lower on the food chain animals birds are not super high they're not super low on the food chain so I think seeing this kind of Uh, effect to them by plastic pollution is really kind of getting me scared what does this mean for me what does this mean for you Um, like what is this plastic pollution actually doing to us I I don't know (laughs) but it's got me scared yeah and it's I think
1: another dimension of it is like these are obviously small enough pieces for them to to swallow right so how do you, how do you clean up the environment? Then obviously this is affecting the health of the birds, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was affecting other species' health. Uh, and in the past, it's always been like like DDT, for example, obviously affected species. But after we stopped using it, a couple of generations go by, and you know they get back to being healthy. This plastic is like how I mean, you can't stop using plastic, right? you can stop using plastic as an individual but like this is just such a pervasive problem and it's not stopping anytime soon there's more and more plastic being used and and produced every year there's just more and more right so this is like a very new and unique problem that we're seeing with uh, plastics and like you're pointing out in this article this is a a new disease basically that they're seeing right. in these birds and birds you know with the the crops and gizzards like you said it's a little unique the way they would digest it but it's still pretty uh troubling to see considering you know how much plastic i mean there's this is a ton of plastic that these birds are swallowing
0: definitely i think it's almost like an accelerated because again i'm not a marine biologist but I would assume that because they're directly ingesting a giant piece of plastic more than most things would normally eat, and it gets ground up and then that dust or whatever is left gets transported throughout their entire body, it's got to be accelerating the process of this um, plastic getting into their body. So I think, I don't know, I feel like this is one of the tips of the iceberg. We could really be seeing some. Troubling things coming from this, but like you were saying, Zach, this is something like, how do we ever clean this up? Even if we stopped using plastic yesterday, this is going to take years upon years, if like hundreds of years. I can imagine. I can only imagine because uh, another article I was actually debating on doing tonight was that microplastics were found in every sample of water taken during the ocean race which is like a sailing race through really remote ocean environments. They found microplastics every single sample and it was actually 18 times higher than when they previously did the event in 2017 and 2018. So they're just finding that these plastic concentrations are going up and they're in the remote parts of our ocean environment. So not they're not sailing directly through the Pac- Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And taking a sample there, they're going, you know, really remote and finding plastic damn near everywhere. That is our
1: episode for tonight. Thank you, Nick, for bringing it to us. Uh, We will link the article in the show notes along with our social medias. Follow us there. Reach out to us. Send us some articles. Uh, We'll be having a new website soon, which is exciting. So we'll have episodes posted there, maybe some uh some I don't I don't like using the word blog, but maybe some <laughs> blog style posting there. <laughs> so um look out for that. And anything else, Nick? No, thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time.